Another mock draft by Keith Sanchez pre-Super Bowl. Marvin Harrison Jr. goes number two to the Chicago Bears. Means Justin Fields is staying in Chi-Town. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst, and thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers, but I got to kick this thing over to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Can you talk to him, baby? What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ with those LSU Bingo Tigers, man. And listen, I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, man. Listen, this is a hot show. This is not just any Monday. This is a my, my mock draft Monday, DP. That was a little bit of a tongue twister at the top of that, but make sure y'all hit the like button. Make sure y'all comment. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, make sure you subscribe. And you know how we break these mock drafts down. Listen, the first segment will be picks one through 10. The second segment, we're going picks 11 through 20. And the third segment, we're going picks 21 through 32 to finish this thing off. But DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit him with our title sponsor? This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. All right, guys, like, like he said, picks one through 10 to start. And at number one, we have the shocker of the draft. Caleb Williams is still the QB one, but the Washington Commanders traded with the Chicago Bears and select Caleb Williams. And number two, with that second overall pick, the Chicago Bears from the trade, select Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver out of Ohio State. At pick three, the New England Patriots select quarterback out of North Carolina, Drake May. At number four, the Arizona Cardinals pivot for wide receiver, selecting Malik Neighbors, wide receiver from LSU. At pick five, the Los Angeles Chargers go wide receiver again in the first round with Rome Adunze from Washington. At pick six, the New York Giants say we're gonna we're gonna get a new quarterback, Jaden Daniels out of LSU. At pick seven, we have the Tennessee Titans selecting Joe Alt, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. At pick eight, the Atlanta Falcons select Leatu Leatu Latu, uh, edge rusher from UCLA. At pick nine, the Chicago Bears also select uh, Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle from Penn State. And at pick 10, the New York Jets select Tyler Guyton, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Keith, as I said in the opening, we got to go back up to number two. So I get the, the trade up for number one, right? I did a piece over yeah, at A to Z. Everything kind of, you know, just makes it makes sense, right? You bring in Cliff Kingsbury, who was an um, offensive analyst for yep. uh, USC in 2023 with Caleb as Williams. And Air raid offense, right? Exactly, right. Bring all that to um to Washington, right? With the weapons they have, it makes sense to want to be aggressive and go get the hometown kid, right? In in my piece of A to Z, I said this is a LeBron James situation. You bring the hometown kid home, right? Number two, so the number number one, I, I get number two was like okay, so we're sticking with Fields. We got DJ Moore 
Now we add Marvin Harrison Jr. If you're a Chicago Bears fan, I feel like you should be pleased with this. Like, I, I know that Caleb Williams is outstanding. But you get the best wide receiver in the draft to come in to be 1A, 1B with DJ Moore. Yep. And um, I forget the uh, – is it Cauldron? I think is the, the name of the OC from, from Seattle Seahawks that came over. Yeah, yep. to be, yeah, to be the, uh, the OC for Chicago. I like this pick a lot, Keith. You know what I mean? For one, you know, I've always been a Justin Fields guy in terms of, man, just get him some weapons. He's not He has not had more than one or two viable options, and that was up until – you know, that wasn't to the point to 2023 when they traded for DJ Moore. Um, I, I like this trade. I like this pick a lot, Keith, because, again, you get the best receiver in the draft. You already have a wide receiver one. Cole Komet took steps. If you're Justin Fields, you're like, oh, yeah. Dang right. Let's go. Let's roll with this. Yeah, no, I, and that's why I kind of went with it, right? Because I could have went offensive tackle this early. But uh, like I said, I, I think in, if you're talking about the Chicago Bears just trading down one spot and then obviously still having another pick inside the top 10, this is a deep offensive tackle class. So if you just need a offensive tackle, you can get one, right? Because right now you you have Darnell Wright. Then you have our guy. Um, when he was what a fifth round off of a, a fifth round, Jones, I think, yeah, Braxton Jones, and I believe he was a fifth round selection. So, I mean, any like you draft any player right with top 10, top 15 caliber traits, obviously, that's gonna be an upgrade. So, you you upgrade the wide receiver position and you upgrade the offensive tackle position. So, I definitely like that for the Chicago Bears. And I think if you we talk about two picks within the top 10, now the conversation is, and we'll present this on another show could they potentially trade down again, right? Like if they get a team that wants Drake May, could they say, you know what? We're going to act like we take another quarterback, right? And then, hey, who or who wants to jump in front of New England? And that's the that's yeah. the call that I'm sending out there, right? Who wants to jump in front of New England because they're going to take Drake May? And then you're talking about adding even more draft capital to your situation. And, and I think it puts you, DP, in this situation that if Justin Fields doesn't work with all of these pieces around, now you're in prime position to make a trade up to either go get a veteran that's proven or go, or go back up to the top of the draft, whether that be 2025 or 2026, and get that elite level quarterback, right, with a built out roster, and you should be able to win now. So that's how I looked at it from Chicago. I think they put themselves in a situation where they can go so many different ways, and you're talking about win, 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 win situations, right? If they mess this up, DP, I, I don't know what to say about the Chicago because they, they, they're in position to win. But, man, let's scroll down a little bit. Um <clears throat> And continue to look at this thing. Obviously, the New York Giants taking Jane Daniels, I think, is an interesting piece. Uh, just because yeah, I looked at the Giants wide receiver court, right? And, and just how they drafted um what's our guy from Tennessee last Jalen year? Jalen Hyatt. Hyatt, right? And they have they have vertical threats. And I'm like, you know what? If we're gonna get that version of LSU Jane Daniels, it's gonna have to be that type of situation. And I know that Giants fans are kind of iffy on Brian Dayball from time to time. I'm not out on him. We have to understand no. is when he took the job, DP, the Giants was probably one of the worst rosters, right? Now, he took them to the playoff the first year, but that still doesn't mean you're one of the worst rosters, right? We talk about NFL games being decided by one possession week in and week out. Guess what? Everything fell your way that first year. Now, everything didn't fall your way the second year, right? But you're still trying to rebuild this roster. So I like that. And then wrapping up the Atlanta Falcons, them drafting the edge rush. I know, listen, it's been an NFC South battle, DP, on who can take swings at the edge position and miss, right? And so I think 
that the Atlanta Falcons finally got it right with this selection right here with Lee Tulatu. No, I, and that, that was a selection that stood out to me because I was like, man, when you have David Anyamada and, and Grady Jared, if they bring back Calais Campbell, you need a guy like Lee Tulatu. You need yeah. this type and, of And you guy. put him on the opposite. You had, you let him and Arnold Ebiketti, your young guy, get after it, right? But obviously, Leitu's ceiling is higher. But you let yeah. those two speed rushers just get after it and torment quarterbacks, whether that's in a division, you know, just, or just whoever is on the schedule. I want to ask you this. How do you feel about the Falcons taking Leitu because you go to pick nine and Olu went at pick nine? Do you think that was a – a fit? Do you think that they should have just went Olu? How do you feel about that situation? I, 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 the offensive line for them, I think, like you know, I think they still have Jake Matthews at left tackle, Caleb McGarry at right, and it's a solid combo. Could not not saying that you couldn't upgrade it, but I think the bigger need probably would have been the edge because it's like, I mean, we watch Will Levis. Make his name right, had everybody fooled. Not, I don't want to say it like that, but like, now, you know, what I mean, I don't know the Brock Purdy and Will Levis conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna say it like he fooled everybody, but like people thought what they saw against Atlanta was going to be the norm, but it be the rest of the season for him. It was like, nah, Atlanta couldn't get any pressure, you know what I'm saying? So, you double team guys on the interior, if you can't get pressure off the edges, it doesn't really matter, right? And then you think about dealing with Bryce Young. Um, you know, probably Baker Mayfield for another year or two, like, you know, Derek Carr, like you got to get pressure on these guys. If you want to win the yep. division, finally get some pressure. And I, and I think that this was a good, a really good pick, Keith. I'm going I'm to I'm go right here and finish off at number 10, Tyler Guyton, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. Keith, I think the, the main thing is no matter what happens with Makai Becton, the New York Jets need another offensive tackle. It doesn't hey, really matter. It don't matter if he goes it, back to the left, he stays at the right. It doesn't matter. You need a new, another left tackle. And I love this pick because it's a high ceiling um type of guy with all the traits and tools in the world. Yeah, and, that, and that's how I felt about it. Listen, you make you you can't rely on Makai Beckton anymore if you're a Jets fan, right? If he's there, great. If he's not there, we we still have to we still have to play football. And you can't let week one happen again where Aaron Rodgers is getting pressure, right? And his his Achilles snaps or something like that. You and then also not even week one, right? But this can't happen week fifteen. You can't go throughout right. the entire season, be sitting in the playoffs, and then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, and then not a whole Aaron Rodgers experiment. Now, so you have to draft somebody. Um, get get him some help. Get him some offensive tackle help. But DP, let's keep going, man. That's picks one through ten. And guess what? I made this mock draft. So I know that the picks are going to be a little bit explosive, a little bit controversial, but we're going to have this conversation. We're going to have some fun with it. So coming up next, man, picks 11 through 20. Today's episode of Locked On for Jasmine brought to you by Prize Picks. They are the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers and the odds. Guys, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entries in less than 60 seconds. All right. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prospects the number one daily fantasy sports app in all of sports, right? Like you want the ability to do these type of things, quick withdrawals. You want it to be easy gameplay, right? Great selection of players and stats. That's what they offer. Prospects gives you every single bit of that. So, guys, right now, this you know, this Sunday on Prospects, I'm taking Jeru Holiday versus the Miami Heat for more than 12 and a half points. So go to prospects.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. At number eleven, the Minnesota Vikings go quarterback out of Washington, Michael 
Penix Jr. at pick 12. The Denver Broncos go quarterback out of Michigan. We get J.J. McCarthy uh, to the Denver Broncos to Sean Payton at pick 13. The Las Vegas Raiders selecting tight end out of Georgia, Brock Bowers at pick 14. The New Orleans Saints select edge rusher from Florida State, Jarrett Verse at pick 15. The Indianapolis Colts select cornerback out of Alabama, Terion Arnold at pick 16. The Seattle Seahawks select Dallas Turner, edge rusher from Alabama at pick 17. Trevor Lawrence gets key on Coleman, wide receiver from Florida State at pick 18. The Cincinnati Bengals select Talese Fuaga, offensive tackle from Oregon State. At pick 19, the Los Angeles Rams select Quenyon Mitchell, cornerback out of Toledo. And at pick 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers select Amarius Mims, offensive tackle out of Georgia. Keith, I'm going to go up. And this is a guy we've talked about. You know, and I think I, I think I said it on the pod. He uh, either on the pod, I probably said on the pod and on Twitter, on Twitter slash X. J.J. McCarthy is probably going to be the most polarizing name in this draft. Right? It's not Caleb Williams. It's not Drake May. It's, not, it's J.J. McCarthy because the pendulum on where people fall with him, it swings so wildly, right? Like, it's like either he's got all the tools to be a legitimate NFL quarterback or you swing it the other direction. It's like, man, this guy stinks. Like, people are so split and torn on him. But I love the fit to Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. I love this fit simply because I think he fits that offense. I think he's that coachable young guy where Sean Payton, I don't think Sean Payton is the right coach for a veteran, a guy that's setting his ways. I, you know, maybe a Kirk Cousins, but you get somebody with more mobility, like a Russell Wilson, who can who wants to push the ball down the field, do some different things. He's used to plays being called or or like plays being called and designed a specific way. He's used to specific formations. I don't think at the stage of where Sean Payton is right now. I don't think that's, you know, the best situation for Sean Payton. Plus, he's a brash dude. So, you know, these veteran QBs, they typically really ain't, they ain't vying for that. They're like, not you know trying to hit, like they said, they're not trying to hear all that. I'm not I got a family to feed. I don't got time <laughs> for you to talk to me like I'm your kid and I got kids, right? But if J.J. McCarthy being 20 years old, I think he would embrace learning from a Super Bowl winning coach and be like, listen, man, you coached up Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? I I, I want to learn everything I can from you. I think that's a really good fit. The arm talent, the mobility. Now, um, you know, I think that Sean Payton could absolutely call some QB keepers and different things like that because we know how athletic J.J. McCarthy is with his actual speed and running ability. I, I love this fit. I know people are like, man, that's too high. No, I, I love this. At 12, this go get your guy. Yeah, and, and the J.J. McCarthy story is not over, guys. Everybody yeah. who's listening out every day, as I promise you, there's going to be a whole lot more to unfold with this conversation. And and, and I think he's going to end up potentially going this high. I, I think once people open the film up, right, and remove just the championship game and the playoff game and, and the Penn State game, right, like those three games, and they look into the rest of the, the resume and the throws that this guy has, I think they're going to look and stop, have a little bit Calls for pause, right? And say, okay, um, this guy has some talent. He's as talented as some of these other quarterbacks that were hyped up right throughout the draft process. It's just that his name, he, he's more popular, right? For it, it almost seems like people have kind of put the 
the silly kind of goofy label on him right like just not a dude type of situation when the talent is 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 definitely there and i'm not saying he's for sure going to be this all pro pro bowl quarterback yeah. but i think that there's enough talent to take a swing on him if you need a quarterback and i think you made a lot of good points with sean payton listen sean payton wants things done how he wants them done dp and a quarterback that can um go into a college football game and hand the ball off the entire half is a quarterback that's pretty humbled, right? Like and this not is a, be feel, pissed off about it. <laughs> yeah, you you feel feel pretty good about this guy, at, at you know if you if you're trying to mold him. But man, listen, going through the rest of these picks, I, I would say um, at pick eleven, right with Michael Penix to the Minnesota Vikings, I like him there. I, I, I like Michael Penix in spots, DP, and and we talked about him playing under center, right? We had this conversation, um, you know. With O'Connell, right? I think he was a, a McVeigh disciple, right? Can't come from the McVeigh tree. Um, and, and then you're talking about those weapons, man. Him being able to throw to Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Now they may still want to bring Kirk Cousins back for a year, right? And, and and let him uh play for a year and then let Michael Penix sit for a year and, and potentially move on that way. But if there's going to be a situation where Michael Penn is going to thrive, I think it's going to be a situation uh, like that. But, man, if you want to continue just to scroll down some with picks, I, I know I would tear on to the Indianapolis Colts. If I had to pick one situation, DP, the Indianapolis Colts for me are a tricky team just as far as what mm-hmm. they're going to do, right? You just – and I don't know if you feel the same way when you do the mock dress, right? It's just like I don't really know, right? Like, they can go wide receiver. They can – go offensive line do they go edge rusher right like there's so many different ways that the indianapolis yeah. Colts are going to go so i think you see a lot of mock drafts they have corner but i think if somebody if, if people were being honest right with a team that could be a wild card i think it's the indianapolis coach no 100 percent. and I, I mean like i said they could go receiver they can go d-line um you know, I mean, they can go a, a couple different places. Tight end. I know I've seen Brock Bowers here at uh-huh. 15 um, and everything like that. I know that that cornerback is still a need for them, even with Juju Brents. Remember, they drafted Juju Brents and Darius Rush. Rush didn't work out for him. Brents battled some injuries. When, when he played, he looked solid. He looked like a guy that we thought he was going to look like. And it's like, man, if we could just get keep you healthy and really allow you to get the reps you need, we can watch that natural development and watch that big six, what, six, three, Six four frame, the you know, f- the mover, the long arms, and let you be that. But then pairing him with a Terry on auto, man, I think that, like, if, if that's the case, I think you have yourself two potential lockdown type of corners that can match up with any type of receiving core, right? You know how we talk about having a receiving core that's built like a basketball team. Well, if they got that power forward, Juju Brent's got him, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? You ain't worried about being too small in the paint with a Juju Brents. But they got that shifty guard type of receiver. Terry Arnold can match up with him, so I love that. Keith, I think for me, one of my favorite picks here is at 17, and I know our you know our colleague over here at the Locked On Podcast Network, Uncle Wig, over with Locked On Jags, will absolutely love this, to get Keon Coleman to the Jacksonville Jaguars and give Trevor Lawrence that big-body, physical, athletic receiver even and I, I said I was on this pod, um, you know, I believe it was earlier last week. I said, listen, bring back Calvin Ridley, but didn't go get a big body. And I mm-hmm. think Keon Coleman, right? They drafted the 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 tight end out of Penn State last year. Um, I don't know, not the Scruggs. Johnson, was it Scruggs? No, no, that's uh, that was the that's the offensive lineman. Yeah, um, I forget the young man's name that man. they drafted. 
They drafted him like second round, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, is it some with a B? I can't remember his name. I can't remember. Yeah, his, I, I, I'm blanking on it. I don't even feel like looking it up either. But nonetheless, they drafted him. They have, um, you know, K- Christian Kirk. Bring back Calvin Ridley. And man, if you put Keon Coleman in this offense with with uh, Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby, you got to improve the offensive line. That's something Uncle Wiggle, you know, that's my boy, big bro. He keep talking about, man, we got to get tougher. We got to be more physical in the trenches. So, yeah, offensive line. And I know some people in Jacksonville are like, man, Keith, at least Fuaga sitting right there. You know what I mean? Like, that's a guy that's going to bring some attitude to the offensive line. But still, yeah, I think Keon Coleman will bring a number one wide receiver capability to this offense, which will allow Kirk to play the three role, let Calvin Ridley play the natural wide receiver two role. Now it's like, Trevor, don't go out here throwing 15 picks, man. Like, you got two. Yeah. Now you got weapons, I, weapons. Yeah, no, and, and I thought about it. DP, first off, the tight end was Britton Strange. That was his name. I, I knew I knew it was something different. I, I don't know why I said Juice Scruggs. Um, but no, I don't anybody with the last name Strange after Cole. I'm not going. <laughs> but no, nah, man, listen, and that was my thought process with the Jacksonville Jaguars and Keon Coleman. I know people are kind of down on Trevor Lawrence, right? You, you ask yourself this: Can we win a Super Bowl with Trevor Lawrence? Don't ask yourself: Can he be the best quarterback in the NFL? Can he supersede Patrick Mahomes? Is he a generational talent? Don't worry about any of that, right? Like we said, Ben Roethlisberger has two. Eli Manning has two. Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl, right? You Nick try to Foles Joe, got a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco has a Super Bowl, right? So you ask yourself, can you win a championship with Trevor Lawrence? And the answer is yes, right? You can win a Super Bowl with Trevor Lawrence. So now it's just about putting the pieces around him to get to that Super Bowl. And I think Keon Coleman is definitely a guy that can help in that process. And like you said, I agree bringing Calvin really bad. But DP, let's keep this thing going, man. That's picks 11 through 20, but let's keep going. Let's keep flowing, man. Uh, coming up next, we have picks 21 through 32 to round out this mock draft. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs, from restaurants and groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time in general, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. You didn't have a chance to hit the grocery store last weekend, right? with all the big game commotion going on, or maybe your bar cart has been mysteriously cleared out, stock back up for the week ahead with the delivery from DoorDash. Whatever watch party or anything party you've got coming up, guys, you can get it delivered with DoorDash right to your front door. You don't have to crank up your car. You don't have to leave, okay? Me personally, living in the Greenville County area of South Carolina, I love to get uh, Cheesecake uh, Factory delivered right to my front door for me and my family. I'm just being honest with you guys. So all you need to do, DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app to get everything you need and delivered. All right. Head to the DoorDash app and get everything you need delivered. Let's bring this thing home, guys. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Info Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everyday as man. Number at number 21, pick 21. The Miami Dolphins select Kingsley, Sua Matia, offensive tackle from BYU. At pick 22, the Philadelphia Eagles select Ennis Rakestraw Jr., cornerback from Missouri. At pick 23, the Houston Texans select Byron Murphy II, interior defensive lineman from Texas. At pick 24, the Dallas Cowboys select J.C. Latham, offensive tackle from Alabama. At pick 25, the Green Bay Packers select Troy Fautanu, 
offensive tackle, offensive lineman from Washington. At pick 26, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Xavier Leggett, wide receiver out of South Carolina. At pick 27, the Arizona Cardinals select Tavondre Sweat, interior defensive line from Texas. At pick 28, the Buffalo Bills select Troy Franklin, wide receiver from Oregon. At pick 29, <coughs> excuse me, the Detroit Lions select Cooper DeGene, cornerback from Iowa at pick 30. The Baltimore Ravens select Chop Robinson, edge rusher from Penn State. At pick 31, the Kansas City Chiefs select Braden Fisk, defensive line from Florida State. And at pick 32, the San Francisco 49ers select Jordan Morgan, offensive tackle out of Arizona. Where do I want to start here? Because this is some know, good D stuff here. I don't know if it's because I made the mock draft, right? But I really like this mock draft. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with you, and it might be because I made it. DP, that might be I a think little. That's got something to do with it. That, that there might be a little bit of bias involved in that thought process, but I, I kind of like this mock draft. I'm gonna tell you, keep the one that caught me off guard was 27, getting to Vondre Sweat, um, to the Arizona Cardinals. And I think for me, I like this because a, it's going to you're in the, you're in a division with the Seattle Seahawks, who have two legitimate running backs. Yep. The San Francisco 49ers have Christian freaking McCaffrey, right? He I tweeted it out this past you know this past week he's a Hall of Famer right now. I don't care he gets stopped playing today. He's a Hall of Famer, right? And you know just this division is tough, mm -hmm. you know, with the run game. So, and then the Rams, right? You know, Kyron Williams out there as a top five rusher in the NFL with a, what some would say a subpar offensive line. If you're Arizona, don't get me wrong, I think Chop Robinson would have been a huge upgrade for them off the edge, but just securing that that interior D line, right? A guy, and we saw, we saw Tavondre Sweat in person um, the, uh, a week or so ago, Keith down in Mobile. A guy that like legit 360, oh, he's a legit 360. A guy that's powerful. Power is overwhelming. A guy that can two-gap with ease, he can do those things. So you're talking about making everybody else's job on the defensive line easier, whether that's a Cam Thomas that they drafted two years ago, a BJ Ojolari they drafted last year in 2023. I like this fit. I like this pick simply because now Jonathan Gannon can say, we're not about to give up 130 yards a game yeah. on the ground. We're not going to allow Christian McCaffrey to take over. We're going to limit these guys and then force these quarterbacks to beat us and allow our pass rush that he's working on, which I expect them to continue to try and upgrade to get after the quarterback. Yeah, my, my thought process with this with the Cardinals, DP, was kind of bringing back a mentality of toughness, right, mm -hmm. especially in the trenches. I thought the Cardinals, they tried to – they they went too far left with the whole spread them out. You know, the football is going to be played basketball on the football field, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like, remember, like, just a couple of years ago, that was the thought process, right? It's like, how crazy can this thing go, right? But now yeah. teams are like, you know what? We're going to run the football, right? We, that, that's what we're going to do. And I thought about that with Arizona Cardinals. It's like, man, they have to start making a transition to toughness right okay the nfl did not go that far left right we still have afc championship games that are won with defense right a la the um the ravens and the chiefs game right like you you know you, you still have that so if they want to continue to climb up the, the 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 rankings right and getting back to their winning ways i think they have to have a more balanced approach not just offensively but defensively has to be a complimentary football the way they play really good defense too but dp i'll talk about a stretch that i like if you just want to scroll up those the the, the 
two picks right here. The Dallas Cowboys getting J.C. Latham. Um, I think, and then I compared him to Lyle Collins. I think he's very similar skill set. Um, mm-hmm. And you might as well go back to Woodwork, right? And, and the Dallas Cowboys, they have to get to the point, D.P., where back to the question that I asked to Trevor Lawrence, can you win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott? Yes, you can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. Now, can you win it with putting everything on his shoulders? No. So what do you do? You get that balance in the run game, right? And you go back to a guy like J.C. Latham. You you upgrade the offensive tackle position if you want to kick him down the guard. But you go get that, and you're able to run the football. So guess what? If Dak Prescott starts the game 5 for 15 for 38 yards and, and an interception, he said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to run the football, DP. And that was my thought process of just getting back to it. And then the other selection that I like, which is it's not a high-profile team, but I thought was sneaky good, was the Tampa Bay Bucks taking Xavier Leggett. Um, Listen, you have Baker Mayfield for a couple of years. You figure out their quarterback situation. But, man, I don't know what they're going to do with Mike Evans. Hopefully they bring him back. He just seems like the type of guy, you know, that should just stay with one uh, franchise, yeah. right? Like him, Larry Fitzgerald, things like that. Um, and then, But also Goodwin, right, in the slot. Obviously, he's battled injuries. Now, I've seen some comps calling him Chris Chris Godwin. I'm sorry. I think he's more explosive than that, right? And I, and I, I really do like the A.J. Brown comp. But I think just that pairing and starting to transition and pass the torch, right, from the earlier days of Mike Evans and Godwin to now bringing in Xavier Leggett, even if you get all three of those guys next year, I think you would probably have – one of the best wide receiver trios moving forward. And uh, you get Ty Bowles with a explosive offense and then defensively, right, he'll be able to figure that thing out. So that was kind of the two picks that I, I really liked when I thought about it. You know, it's, it's kind of sneaky good picks that I think can pay off huge dividends. No, 100%. And like I said, if they can bring back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you can bring back a, a Mike Evans, right, to kind of be that him and Godwin being the brain trust in the wide receiver room for a Trey Palmer and Xavier Leggett. Man, you got two young, explosive guys with those two high-end, highly talented veterans. And if you're Baker Mayfield, man, you walk into that room in, in training camp and in o- o- OTAs and all that, and you're looking around like, man, I like it. Like that, that, that story you told uh, about how you walked in and you saw Joe Brady and Joe, having Joe Burrow spread out open concepts. Like, you know yep. what? I like this. And if I'm Baker Mayfield, I'm having that same reaction, Keith, because I look at Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cade Otten at tight end, took a step forward this year. I think he's going to be a good player for him, right? Rashad White is a good running back, can carry the rock for him, but also a dangerous uh, receiving option, a reliable receiving option out of the backfield. Then you think about Trey Palmer, that 4-3, 4-2-ish speed. Come and on, I think man. that's what it does, allow Trey to just simply be Trey, right? Like, he's got to match up on your fourth corner and run past everybody. So I think it balanced everything out, DP, and that's why I kind of went with it. But, DP, 100%. that wraps up another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Man, I want to end this podcast by saying shout-out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, especially a mock draft Monday, especially when it's my mock draft Monday. I want to say I appreciate you for that, man. Listen, if you haven't hit the like button, go hit the like button. If you haven't commented, comment it. Go check out the mock draft on the on the draftnetwork.com. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, go ahead and subscribe to the best NFL draft content that you're going to get this draft season. And don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about this podcast, man. We appreciate you so much. Listen, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at the talent code. That right there, my co-host, man. The guys on the one on the ones and two is Damian Parson. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we always like to say, man, y'all come talk to us because we like to talk back.
Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts. Get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. And, of course, tomorrow is my mock draft dropping. So we're going to talk about my mock draft mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl. Post-Super Bowl, my mock draft will be. We'll see how much, what type of fireworks, any trades. I don't know. I'm typically kind of Monday. We'll see how it goes, man. But, we listen, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.